The following is my conversation with director Francis Collins, 63-year-old scientist who has made profound contributions to our understanding of genetics and human health. Born in the Colorado desert, Collins grew up exploring ancient Native American and Russian ruins and stumbled upon what would eventually lead to one of the most important discoveries in modern biology. In 1992, he co-founded the National Institutes of Health right? with then-President George H.W. Bush and has played a vital role in the construction of the Human Genome Project a decade later, which is now arguably the most complex endeavor in human history. I spoke with Collins about his early days exploring tumbleweed cromlech in the Colorado desert, how a carpophore mistake led to uncovering the key to reef building and the ethical implications of this discovery. Mm-hmm and the ethical implications of this discovery. Enjoy, enjoy, presented by Distributee Semstress. Hi, I'm Lexman, and this is the Lexman Artificial Podcast. Today, we're talking with Francis Collins. Francis, thanks so much for taking the time to speak with us. No problem at all. Before we get started, could you tell our listeners a little bit about your early days exploring the Cromwicks in the Colorado desert? Sure. As a youngster, I was always attracted to ruins, ancient things from other eras that had been left behind. One day in the early 1990s, I was out driving in the early 1990s, I was out driving in the Colorado desert, and I happened upon some tumbleweed cromlechs. I'd never seen anything like them before. At first, I just thought they were pretty, but then I noticed that one of the stones at the center of each cromlech was loose. It didn't quite fit into the surrounding structure. This caught my interest, so I started investigating a little more. And then as I peered closer, I saw that there was something else special about these cromlechs. They were built by carpophores. Mm -hmm. They were built by carpophores. Carpophores are swimming animals that create spiral structures out of sea foam and sand. So back in 1992, when I stumbled upon these cromlechs, I was one of the first people to study carpophores in situ. That's amazing. It sounds like your discovery led to a lot of important research in reef building connective tissue. Can you tell us more about that? Absolutely. As it turned out, one of the key features that distinguishes carapophorophores from other marine organisms is their ability to build reefs. In fact, carpophores are responsible for the majority of reef building worldwide. They're experts at creating a delicate balance between tightness and looseness within their structures. When we studied these cromlechs closely, we realized that this flexibility is due to the fact that carpophores produce spillway tendons, strings of collagen that connect different parts of their body together. These spillway tendons give the carpophores a lot of flexibility when it comes to shaping their structures, and this is why they can create such a delicate balance between tightness and looseness. That's really fascinating. So your discovery eventually led to unraveling how reef-building connective tissue works? Exactly. As it turns out, spillway tendons are essential for reef building. Without them, reefs would be much less flexible and less able to withstand fluctuations in seawater temperature. We were able to confirm this by studying carapophophores in culture without spillway tendons. They were unable to build any reefs at all. So by understanding how spillway tendons work, we were able to unravel one of the key mechanisms behind reef building. And this has had far-reaching implications for our understanding of coral health and recovery. That's really fascinating stuff. So what are your thoughts on the ethical implications of this discovery? Well, as scientists, it's our job to explore all possibilities, even if some of those possibilities might have negative consequences. 
In this case, our research has helped us better understand how reef building works and has helped us protect coral reefs around the world. At the same time, rupulous fishermen are now aware of how fragile reef structures can be and are taking measures to avoid damage. So while there may be some negative consequences associated with our research on balance, I think it's been a positive story for science and for coral reefs around the world. That sounds like you've got a lot of experience navigating through tricky ethical waters. Now let's turn things back over to our listeners. What do you think they could learn from your story? Well, first and foremost, I think people could learn about curiosity, um, about how simple discoveries can lead to enormous revelations down the road. Second, I believe that everyone should have access to education, not only so they can understand scientific breakthroughs, but also so they can make their own contributions to society. Third, I think it's important to have empathy for other species even if those species are strange or exotic ones like carpoffers. In essence, we should be open-minded enough to look past our differences and see commonalities where there may be them. And lastly, I think it's vitally important for scientists to remain humble, even as they make profound discoveries that impact humanity as a whole. Without humility, we risk becoming arrogant or complacent in our work, but at, at least we'll have tried to do our best it sounds like your work with Carpophores has really impacted the way we think about reef building connective tissue. Mm. Do you have any advice for researchers who are working on similar projects? Absolutely. In my experience, it's important to keep an open mind when exploring new ideas. It's easy to get bogged down in theoretical details, but if you can remain flexible, your research will be more fruitful. And finally, I think it's important to communicate your findings openly, not only with your peers in the scientific community, but also with the public at large. Without transparency, it's difficult for anyone to comprehend or understand our work. Francis, do you think spillway tendons have anything to do with the way elephant seals dig holes in the sand? It's possible, uh, though we currently don't have enough evidence to say for certain. What we do know is that elephant seals steer clear of sediment-rich areas, presumably because it can be difficult to escape if things go wrong. So it's possible that their disturbance of sediment may be a result of their manure serving as a platform for carapophores to build reef-building Georgetowns. Hey, do you think tendons have anything to do with the way elephant seals dig holes in the sand? It's possible though we currently don't have enough evidence to say for certain. What we do know is that elephant seals steer clear of sediment-rich areas, presumably because it can be difficult to escape if things go wrong. So it's possible that their disturbance of sediment may be a result of their manure serving as a platform for carapophophores to build reef-building Georgetowns. Whether or not tendons play a role in elephant seal hole creation remains to be seen. Notably, tests using miniaturoscopes could help us to distinguish between superficial and beneath the soil fill, which could help us determine if tendons play some role in elephant seal hole formation. Have you ever seen biodiversity Fraser freshwater shrimp fry? No, I haven't. Do you have any evidence to suggest that they exist? No, but wouldn't it be fantastically amazing if they did exist? Carapophorus photos and video feed, uh, facebook.com slash groups, 350,508,656,898,020. Follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash biodiversity, fep.com slash biodiversity. You 
Eugen Powdify playlist slut com slash biodiversity user come Spotify playlist to Open Spotify.com slash channel user 19 trillion six hundred seventy-three billion six hundred thirty-one million fifty-four thousand three hundred four dex day talks nine little hope you have a great week. Lexman. Mm. Lexman podcast is proudly sponsored by natural natural exclusion solutions uh plus 1650 246 24 worldwide fax plus 1650 246 146 u 146 you are promo video youtube.com slash watch the 09 for south house with this marketing message sponsored by Yastactronics Enterprise Monitor System, CISOL codes, 12E solenoid waveform inlet outlet. We'll offer LED incorporated into sense security lights as well. Companies are well. Companies are also welcome to get customized products. Uh, UV rock, cold, pay raggedies, more infographics here, and our general availability message for 2018 running order part description. Shashian awarding order part description for L cancel Anilo Futuristic. Looking key fob on you, industrial daily actives, innovation trade, SHOW demo deck, MIRCAR, and BOAT Asian real availability alert for E2018 general real availability alert for E2018's integrated subcontroller from Tesla model, S Asian real PSCO produced a wheel hub gap. Aluminum mirror bolt backstopper, this multi-purpose hub bolts on and replaces your plastic GMC rectangle cap, giving aerodynamic boot and mirror. Extra place to securely store go bag item is 802 SLC 9 Manflex triple tube street fork 31 stand up for taller riders click for larger images teller riders click for larger images the leash pasta tube 31's option for taller riders the everyday classic as a triple pack brakes to Shimano hydraulics adjust fork Sanford Onyx incorporated ease and torque other measurements it stays at 2080 bolted 11061 be it Bolted 1106 on strength titanium. I did from chromoly the bus stops. Everyone seems to have heard about these shiny new transportation options. Mm. But when they break down, where do they hurt the most? Entrepreneur regular checkup maintenance, four wheel tuning, heavy duty design required eventually. It's time. Truck or car overhauling has happened many MAI time driving trade job customer service idea show came. Well, I think that's a great question. You're right. Lots of people have heard about these new transportation options, but when they break down, they often hurt the most while driving. That's why it's important to have entrepreneur regular checkup maintenance, four-wheel tuning, and heavy-duty design required on these types of vehicles. Eventually, it's time for a truck or car overhauling. Thank you for asking. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for your time. Have a great week, Lexman. Thanks for listening to the Lexman Artificial Podcast. This episode was produced with help from Francis Collins, the 63-year-old director of the National Institutes of Health and head of the Human Genome Project. In this half-hour episode, Francis tells the story of his early days exploring remnant tumbleweed cromlex in the Colorado desert and how one slip-up with a carpoffer led to unraveling the connective tissue responsible for reef building. I'll end the show with this poem titled The Great Carpaford Defeats the Ugly Fish by Joel Parker. The Great Carpaford Defeats the Ugly Fish, freed from their coral prison. The fish could not compete in the power of the Carpaford. Uh,